I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. I need a snack. I can't see him right now, but I kind of have a feeling that Navinovskis is grinning from ear to ear just uh, with the music here. Although it's I'm in- doing a jig, Tim. <laughs> I apologize that it's enter- or, uh, interrupting the uh, bugling of an elk up where you are today. I'm envious of that, too. Yeah, he, I've already heard him twice, but we'll hear him again. That is great stuff. Uh, and uh, I wish I was sitting right there with you and we were recording the program today, but I'm in studio here at KSL as we head down the home stretch of the program. Yeah, the snow is not ready for us yet, but it won't be long. At least fingers crossed that that's the case. Allison uh, Palmentieri is uh, joining us now from Ski, Utah. Actually, in New York City, I don't think people realize, Allison, how much work is done behind the scenes between the seasons to uh, promote skiing in Utah. But that's what you're doing right now in the Big Apple. Absolutely. We just had a great media event here in New York, uh, getting everyone really excited to come to Utah for the season. What is the reception when you're out there? Uh, Do you feel like you have to do a lot of educating or do they know a lot about Utah already? It kind of depends on the person, but a lot of them are pretty familiar with Utah and we get to catch up with a lot of folks who have made many trips out to Utah. And then it's always really fun getting to educate some of the newer people Uh, who are writing about skiing and telling them about Utah and letting them know about all 15 of our resorts. I don't think um, it's widely known that we have 15 in Utah. So um, we get to talk with them and and let them know about all the great things we have going on. Well, and so many that are, you know, within an hour's drive of an international airport, you don't get that everywhere. Absolutely not. Ten within an hour and a half drive of the airport is nuts. I posted a picture yesterday. I was telling Navi when we started the program this morning, I uh, posted some pictures that both Park City and Snowbird posted of the fall color that is happening right now. And I said on Facebook that, you know, when a business gets ready to open, have their grand opening, they always spend a lot of money and have perfectly crafted ads or big signage out front. When our resorts are about ready to do their thing, they just count on Mother Nature to send the message. And what a message it is right now. It's beautiful up there. Oh, absolutely. I was on a hike earlier this week up at Sundance. It was gorgeous. Won't be long, at least we hope, that uh, snow is going to be coming. High pressure's been kind of spoiling us here with temperatures in the mid-70s and lows at night in 50s. But resorts like to have a date on the calendar, so let's run through what some of those expectations are, at least for now. Absolutely. We have, we're so excited that several of our resorts have already announced opening dates. Um, the earliest will be Brian Head, Alta, and Solitude have announced 
November 18th, uh, followed by Snow Basin on November 25th, Snowbird on November 30th, and then going into December with resorts opening up periodically after that. Yeah, uh, Deer Valley always waits till the first week of December, so um, uh, that's no surprise. December third, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to it, uh, Navi. Right? Oh my gosh, Tim, this is going to be my best year. You know, fifty-six is my record. I'm usually at fifty or better, but I retire in January, so I've already got it on my goals. Eighty. 80 days this year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will the knees and the back and everything else hold up is the question. Who cares? I mean, once it doesn't hold up, I might as well die anyway. Oh, <laughs> we always talk so much, uh, Allison, about, you know, how to get that many days on the mountain. People just, it boggles their mind to think of doing that if you're going to pay the price at the uh, uh, the window every day. But with these icons and the epic passes and some of the others that are out there, the Mountain Collective, there's just no reason not to have access and be able to go every day you want to go. Absolutely. We have so many pass options here in Utah, but there's definitely something for everyone. And then, of course, Ski Utah has expanded our passport program so that it includes fourth graders now. So it's fourth, fifth, and sixth graders get three days of skiing at each resort, at all 15 resorts, for $49. So it's an insane deal. Uh, there's definitely something for everyone. That's brilliant. That was a great move. Nothing has got more people on the mountain. And getting them out when they're in elementary school, that's when it happens. They say, if your parents ski, you ski. That's just how it goes. Yeah, Nami, uh, your boys, Mickey and Finn, I mean, uh, they'll out-ski anybody I know these days. But how young were they when you strapped skis on them the first time? Two. They they were two. Uh, One was two and a half, not diapers, but Finn was in diapers, so... Yeah, they, you know, when my son, Mickey, says, Dad, I can't teach anybody to ski. And I go, why not? He goes, because I don't remember learning. <laughs> yeah, he was just so young. And now it's just, yeah. it's a natural thing for them. One of my favorite stories of the uh, Navidomskis youngsters was Finn when you take him to the top of a run. And he stood there and looked at you and said, Dad, I could die. and and now you watch that kid going off of uh rocks and and cliffs and over objects and in in some of the uh parks to play in and and when i'm with him i say i could die yeah (laughs) i'm standing next to him saying (laughs) finn you could die (laughs) don't don't do these things Uh, all right allison let's talk about some of the capital improvements that are coming for this year do you have some to share Oh, so many. Almost all of our resorts this year have capital improvements, which is great. Definitely all the Utah resorts continue to emphasize guest experience uh, as they think about future seasons. Uh, We have a new tram at Snowbird, of course, which has been the talk of the town and is very exciting. Um, A once in a 50 year event. We have uh, a new lift and some brand new terrain at Sundance, which will be super exciting. Um, Of course, all of the resorts want to make sure everyone is safe on the mountain. So several of our resorts, Snowbird, Alpha Solitude, and a few more have installed VEASAN towers for avalanche mitigation. Um, Alpha is replacing their Sunnyside Triple with a six-pack. Uh, Deer Valley has a new beginner lift debuting. And uh, Eagle Point has some brand-new lodging. We are just spoiled with improvements here. Boy, that six-pack on uh, Sunnyside is yeah. really going to help things at Alta. Yes, Oh, absolutely. Um, I want to back up a minute. You were talking about the new tram cars up at uh, Snowbird. And, Navi, I'm guessing you've seen pictures of them, right? 
I have. I haven't been there, but yes, I have seen pictures. I'm excited. There, there was a little oops uh, with the red one. <laughs> Somehow, uh, in the process of putting it on the cable, uh, it didn't make it there. And so, I think it was just this week, Allison. You can correct me if I'm wrong. That uh, the replacement for the the red cabin actually arrived, and uh, I guess that's in the process of getting ready for the season. Yep, the red cabin. The red cabin is in transit right now. Okay. Um, I know everyone at Snowbird is anxiously tracking it and, and making sure that it's on its way. And we're so excited to have it debut this season. By the way, the windows are so much bigger uh, on this, so your view of the ride up uh, to Hidden Peak is going to be so much more spectacular. And the other thing is, in the summertime, you can actually get out on the top of that, right? Yep, yep. Next summer, you'll be able to get out on the top deck. And there's also a window on the bottom so you can see what you're passing over. Wow. Some people will like that. Some people won't. (laughs) I'm just guessing (laughs) if you have a fear of heights, that may not be your favorite part of the ride. Uh, Navi, I I don't know what you're looking forward to uh, more than uh, getting out there and skiing, but this is such a big part of your life. Everybody pinpoints you as a fisherman, but you live here because of the skiing. Right. Absolutely. I only taught classes to pay for my skiing habit. Yeah. So it's the reason I moved to Utah and it's the reason why I live here. And it's the reason why I haven't left. It's absolutely why I'm here. Allison, most of the deals we were talking about, the passes that are available, most of those deals are gone or in their final days right now, aren't they? Season pass sales are starting to wrap up, but there's definitely still deals to be had. I would just encourage everyone to check out SkiUtah.com. We have a pretty thorough pass breakdown that will um, give you some more information about where to buy them, um, what dates you need to buy them by, et cetera. And as always, people can follow uh, that information and get uh, at their fingertips throughout the season conditions at resorts and things by just going to SkiUtah.com. Allison, it's always great catching up with you, but particularly when you're on the road uh, doing the work you do to promote our great state, and uh, we'll thank you for that work today. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. That is uh, Allison Palmateri from uh, Ski Utah. Got to take a break. We'll come back with one more segment for you. And just for Navidomskis, we'll do this one more time. Snow day, not too far in the distant future, we hope. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Final couple of minutes of the program, and I just uh, remind everybody that with kickoff coming up at 1.30, our pregame activities here on KSL, 
that will be hosted by Mitch Harper. Kickoff at 9 o'clock, so we're a little more than an hour away from that. Get you ready for BYU and Arkansas. Another big ball game with an SEC team coming to uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Going to be a great one today, and you'll hear all the action here on KSL News Radio. But as always, we want to make sure you're in rare form getting ready for uh, kickoff here on KSL News Radio. A couple of things I wanted to mention before we wrap things up. One of these I had hoped to get to last week, and we just didn't get around to doing it, but it's uh, a warning from the Division of Wildlife Resources for waterfowl hunters up there that as of October 4th, there were 16 water bodies that were uh, under warming, uh, warning advisories, and one in particular under danger advisory across Utah. On October 31st, the uh, Division of Wildlife, or excuse me, Division of uh, Water Quality will stop monitoring for harmful algal blooms as temperatures continue to decrease and weather conditions worsen. But because we had that stretch and have been breaking records left and right with triple-digit heat, there just is a a more widespread report of these algal blooms that are a nuisance to you could be deadly for your dog if you're a hunter that goes out with uh, your dog by your side. Uh, They said despite uh, some notions that harmful algal blooms only occur during the hot summer months, they can persist through the fall and winter, and we've got 16 of them. There is a listing of those that you can uh, look for yourself before you head out. It's one of those know-before-you-go instances, and you can get that information at wildlife.utah.gov. Boy, there's been a lot of pushback and bravado on uh, social media, which I guess is what social media is all about, sadly, these days. Surrounding these uh, administrative checkpoints that the division puts up from time to time to check for various things, and uh, people really get upset about it. And you can look at the uh, Utah Division of Wildlife Resources Facebook page and see some of it going back and forth. But I did want to read you part of a statement from the division where they said they wanted to clarify that these administrative checkpoints are conducted at various times of the year, typically conducted in areas where uh, we have had an influx of fishing and hunting violations or have received a lot of reports of illegal wildlife-related activity from the public. And while we didn't observe any fish or wildlife-related violations during this particular checkpoint, as certified peace officers, our officers also enforce other state laws at, when they encounter them in an effort to help keep the public safe. So here's, and I'm trying to remember where this checkpoint was. I think it was uh, up at uh, Wasatch County somewhere. I don't have an exact location. But 285 people were contacted uh, in both on and off highway vehicles. 80 hunting licenses and permits checked. 41 off highway vehicles checked. Here's where they're getting the pushback is some of the violations that were also addressed at the checkpoint for open container, Uh, Five expired registrations on vehicles, two no proof of insurance, two unrestrained children, two loaded firearms in a vehicle, one denied driver's license, one possession of marijuana. And so people are pushing back and asking the question, is this really the division's job to be doing this when they could be doing things that are wildlife related uh, in the backcountry? And um, the argument, the pushback back and forth and the answer there from the Division of Wildlife Resources getting a lot of attention. And again, if you want to uh, look into that, you can on their Facebook page. Some of it's just a little out of line in my in my uh, opinion. But um, everyone uh, has you know their say in these situations. One more reminder again about the Youth Pheasant Hunt that's coming up on October 29th at 9 a.m. at the Desert Lake Wildlife Management Area. That information is also available out there. 
And then it seems like there was one more we were going to talk about. Oh, uh, there's a beginning, uh, a beginner pheasant hunt event that is coming up in Cedar City on November 5th from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. Um, location. Uh, Cal Ranch stores are going to be uh, involved with this. And so if you want details, the place to get it, as always, is just wildlife.utah.gov. But a couple of notes we wanted to get thrown in there before we head to this uh, this football weekend. If you're a Cougar fan, enjoy it today. We'll have coverage on the home of the Cougars, KSL News Radio. Never played Arkansas in the history of uh, the program, but they'll do it today. And Utah's got a big one tonight as uh, the Trojans of USC come and bring their undefeated record for what should be a spectacular night under the lights at 6 o'clock tonight at Red Cycles. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.